0: everyone welcome 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 this is the first installment of the resale queen chronicles as you can see well if you can see then you are able to watch me on youtube this will also be uh, uploaded on all the platforms where you can hear a podcast so if you're not able to catch me live you can always watch it later or you can always listen, you know, like in your car or something like that. (laughs) So if you happen to follow me, uh, you know that I post videos and I talk about online reselling, uh, the trials, the tribulations and the happiness part of it. So as you, if you follow me, you know that I haven't been able to upload the way that I really would like because I'm busy. Uh, busy running a business, busy running a home. And with COVID, uh, it kind of changed how much uh, ability I had a free time to do things like this. But I really, really miss doing podcasting. So if you follow me, you probably know that I host, uh, I'm a co-host on a podcast called Entrepreneur Mommies. We are kind of in hiatus right now because we're both mommies and we're both dealing with the same issues and coming together uh, at the same time, at the right time, sometimes doesn't always work for us. So we've kind of put the Entrepreneur Mommies uh, podcast on hold for a little bit until things blow over um, with, <laughs> with COVID so that we both can can really give our all to Entrepremommies. I am also a co, uh, not co-host, I'm also the host of Brown and Money. Brown and Money is another podcast that I do uh, where right now we're doing an intimate portrait series and we are talking about entrepreneurs of color from our past and we take that information and we learn from their failures and, their successes to help us in our businesses today. Um, That started just as like a little pet project of mine. I was always curious. How did some of these entrepreneurs do some of these things? How were they able to amass so much wealth when they didn't have the Internet? You know, things everything was word of mouth, Uh, you know, uh, brick and mortar. Newspapers, how did that happen? like how, how how are they able to amass anything and how much work did they have to put in so that's what we discuss on brown and money but i decided to start resell queen chronicles because i really miss this platform where i'm able to just speak to you guys talk about a subject and then then i'm done when you're dealing with videos of different topics on youtube i have to make sure i have things there to show you i also have to film it also have to edit edit it it's more of a labor of love because i don't really make money off of it so i have to do first what makes money for me before i do things that really don't and online reselling is not the only thing that i do so uh, because of that um because online reselling is not the only thing that I do. I have many other things that I am also working on and I'll be discussing those things with you. But since this is the first installment of Resell queen chronicles, I thought I wanted to just introduce myself because people who may see another person on YouTube, they don't really know that person. They don't know their background. They don't know what they've been through. It's, You know, you're just watching a video and you may learn something, but you don't know where, where does that come from? How are they able to learn that? How are they able to pick that up? What, what drives them? So I've decided I'm just going to give a little bit information about me, uh, about how I grew up, how I started doing this, and just a little bit about my motivation and what what other things that I am working on, uh, just to, like to get, you know, get to know a little bit more about me. So if you follow me, you know that I happen to live in Virginia. I do not live in a metropolitan area. I live in an area that is known as the Northern Neck. Go ahead, Google it. You're just going to find a whole bunch of woods and water and things like that. (laughs) It's a very nice rural setting. However, uh, we do not have a lot of city things going on around here. And that's the best way I can put it. I am originally from Pennsylvania. I grew up right outside of Philadelphia in a little town called Coatesville. And our claim the fame, if you are familiar with sports, we have, I believe, two professional athletes we well, actually I have more than two professional athletes, but, uh, I would say most people are familiar with Rip Hamilton. Rip Hamilton was actually a year behind me in high school. So that's our claim to fame. <laughs> uh, we also had a, a boxer by the name of Calvin Grove. That's, um, from Coatesville. Some if you're into that, you would know, you would know who he is. Uh, little small town. We were still town, uh, Blue collar, Uh, my father was a blue collar worker. My mom was a blue collar worker. Um, Really everyone in my neighborhood was a blue collar worker. I grew up in a nice suburb, uh, predominantly, I would say predominantly white area, right outside of like the city limits, so to speak. Um, I went to uh, Catholic school and then Christian school, Early on. So I up until ninth grade, when I got to high school, I was always in a private school or I went to a Christian school. I my mom made sure that I went to those type of places uh, for my education. Thinking about it, not sure how how great it was for me back then. The education was great it did help me to learn to maneuver in this world uh that i'm in but i really i do kind of wish i was able to uh be more in a public school setting i think that would have helped me just a little bit just a little bit (laughs) so after that i did did everything that everyone else normally would do i went to college ended up starting college um i did not finish I only have like an associate's degree uh, in specialized business for paralegal studies. I do not work in that field. I would say it was during my internship uh, when I realized that being in that field and being a single parent was not going to work for me. While I was in school, I was, got pregnant with my son. And the, the thing to finish school that was most important for me was because my son is autistic. So I knew that I definitely needed to be able to uh, take care of him. So I knew going into the legal field, I should be getting paid well. That was my thought process. That's what I thought. Um, early on, I figured out the hours that you, I would need to put in just wasn't going to work so i had to pivot not the first time but surely not the last i had to pivot and i ended up just working in banking uh i've worked in probably every department at a bank i could tell you how things i could tell you how things used to run because now everything's so digital but i worked probably in every department in in the bank i know all the back-end processes of the wire room and things like that um, I worked customer service. I used to even run the call center. I was a call center manager for many years. I actually really liked dealing with people and talking. And I really loved dealing with my group, uh, of my team, of my team. I loved being able to have a person that maybe wasn't catching on that quickly. And I really enjoyed being able to be the person to help them. One of the things that I take a lot of pride in right now, I'm talking about something that probably happened 20 some years ago. I had a person on my team who just wasn't picking things up. And I remember being in in a manager's meeting and in the manager's meeting, they really were talking about letting this person go. Being young in my 20s, I just couldn't believe it. And probably because I was so naive, I spoke up. And I said, you can't do that to them. This is a hardworking person. They have a family that they're trying to take care of and they're doing their best. And I remember uh, the my manager at the time saying, sounds like you uh, just volunteered to help this person. And I was like, oh, I, that's not what I was doing. I was just saying we shouldn't do that, that we need to work with them. And they're like, yeah, that's what you're going to do. So. That was probably one of the best first experiences I had because I had no idea how to do this. I just knew that it was kind of on me to get this person up to par or they were gonna lose their job. So that was kind of tough, but we got through it. And the thing that's really great is I'm friends with this person on Facebook and they're still with the company. They've been able to move through different departments. They um, moved out of state, bought a house. They're living the best life ever uh, that I see through Facebook. And I think, and I take a little part of that, like, okay, I think I helped make that happen because I remember being in the meeting they were going to get rid of this girl. And I said, y'all can't do that. So I look at that and that's, that's just me. That's just kind of how I am which probably explains why I am on YouTube and why I give the explanations that I do and I get asked quite often do you have a course are you going to be selling things I don't mind selling things but I want to make sure that whatever you get is that it has a good value to it so I will be offering things in the future um I used to uh sell, so I call them eBay starter kits. I'm just going to call them reseller starter kits. Those things would probably be like anywhere between $75 to $100. What I like to do is make sure that what you're paying is like $2 an item. And it's something where you can double or triple your money. That's the type of thing that I would sell you. I'm not going to sell you a whole bunch of words on paper that's not going to serve you. Um, doesn't mean that I won't ever come out with something that could be helpful. But right now, I want to make sure that whatever I put out in the universe is that it's something that really, really helps and gets your business started. If you want to buy a course or something like that, there's so many out there. But honestly, to me, the best way to learn is to quite simply do it. If you do happen to have any questions on what do I sell on eBay? There happens to be a new book that's on Amazon written by Hua called What the Hell Do I Sell on eBay? You can feel free to pick that up uh, through Amazon. Actually, don't pick it up. It just downloads (laughs) onto the Kindle. It's probably, I want to say it's, I believe. I believe it's only like $3 or $4.99. I know it's not over $5 because in my opinion, it's not worth to be over $5. If you happen to be watching the video and you're like, what is she doing? It's because I am able to see so much of myself. And (laughs) I want to make sure that on video, I'm not looking haphazard. I'm not a big makeup and hair person, but I just wanted to make sure for this I looked somewhat presentable. So of course, I'm, as I'm talking, I'm looking at the curls in my hair and like, oh, that's out of place. This is out of place. And I'm here, I'm fixing it. So feel free. The link is in the description box. If you, if that's something that you would like, I do go through, I think many different categories and give you examples. And the whole goal of that book really is just to show you that you can do it on the cheap. If you are just starting out, you do not have to, you know, put things on a credit card, things like that. Uh, my story, when it comes to online reselling, I started with $50 at the dollar store. True story. Uh, I had a, I, was, I saw some things about doing online selling uh, through Amazon. And back then, Amazon, third-party sellers was a thing. But not really, and what I mean by that is, now everybody knows that there are third-party sellers. Back then, it was like a little-known secret that there were third-party sellers. Everyone assumed when they went on Amazon, they were buying from Amazon. Now everyone knows that's kind of like, that's not the way it works, and so I saw something by accident, I believe. I stumbled upon something uh, in my search for uh, for just looking for things to do at home. And I stumbled upon something and I said, well, let me check this out. So I remember, I believe I talked to my husband and I told him, I said, look, I'm going to be looking into maybe doing some online selling. I'm only going to take $50 and not going to take house money, things like that. And, you know, he was just more of a, all right, whatever. Because I only talked about $50. And I went to the Dollar Tree. And I took my cell phone. It wasn't this one, but it was something similar. And I uh, started scanning and saw things where I could make like 2 or $3 off of them if I ship them in to be sold. Now, I wouldn't do that today because I need to make more than 2 or $3. However, I just needed to see that it could work. I spent $50. Uh, I believe I went to maybe two or three different dollar stores. Because one thing I did notice is that even though I went to the same name of the dollar store, there were different items in both. And I found which section worked well for me. So I went in, I did that, shipped it, and I believe it was less than 2 weeks later, I got the notification of a sale. And I remember looking at it going looking at it in disbelief because it was an item that I bought for $1. I had to ship it in, but the shipping price I think was less than 2 or 3 dollars for everything because It wasn't that much that I was shipping in. Um, And my first order was $39 off of items that I bought at the dollar store. At that point, I knew that it worked and I was sold. Now, the item did not sell for $39 item actually sold, I think for like $9, but the person bought multiple of them. And that was my first order ever on Amazon. So I was hooked. And I believe it was about a month or two later, uh, I started getting direct deposits into our checking account thanks to Amazon. And I believe it was about close to $900 or something like that. And my husband was like, what's this money <laughs> in the bank account? And I was like, oh, I remember that $50 that I was telling you about. And that's when this little hobby became a real business. And it wasn't just me doing it now. Now my husband does his version. I do my version. We both kind of meet in the middle. And what I mean by that is every, we both have our strengths and we work on our strengths and we let the other person work on the, on the weakness of the other. So my strength is, uh, I would say, dealing with anything girly because anything that has that resembles something that a woman would like my husband does not feel like going down that rabbit hole of trying to figure out what it is or what it does or or why. However, if it has to do with electronics, he's all on he's all on top of that because he has figured something out for him with when it comes to, le- to electronics what works best online and what works best offline. And that's another another thing with online selling is you don't always have to stick to just one platform. And we're going to get to that as well. So uh, that's just a little bit about me. I did not realize I was taking up that much time just talking about myself. So we do have some things on the docket that I did want to get to today. So the the original thing I was going to talk about was uh, eBay managed payments. And I am going to talk about that but first, I want to talk about thread up. Thread up has been on my Instagram probably for the past couple days because people are fed up with <laughs> thread up. Which I feel so bad for them. Well, I shouldn't say I feel so bad for them. I should say it like this. People that uh Don't under that don't know um, of how to run a business and don't understand how that works. When they read the email that was sent out uh, by ThreadUp, they were highly upset because they were pinning all of their income on one platform. I was looking at comments where. Some people were talking about how they uh, managed to um, source like 80 pounds worth of clothing just to be put on thread up. And I'm thinking to myself, why would you do that just for one place? But I know why. It's because they, they were so used to. Uh, how they were just really so used to um, what was going on with, um, with thread up uh, with, with their model. I don't, in my, in my opinion, I don't think thread up um, anticipated the amount of um, resellers that were going to flock to um to their website, uh, that's what I believe. And the, and the reason why I say that is because it seems like they were not at all um, ready for, for the volume that they got. Now, I'm gonna take a quick break. If you happen to be watching and you like the mug that you see that I have in my hand, it says resale queen. And you too can be a resale queen with this mug. Feel free to click on the link in the description box for the Resale Queen merch store, and you can have your very own mug, tote, fanny pack, cell phone cover, or t shirt that says resale queen. And we are gonna work on getting some things that say resale king because there are a lot of resale kings out there. But back to thread up. I I actually did see. The email. Well, I should put it this way I saw I get emails from ThreadUp quite a bit. <laughs> I don't really uh, read many of them because they're all about really selling something, or uh, I only well, I put this way I only really read the emails if there's something that I've shipped in and I know that I am waiting to, to see what's going on with my bag. So actually took a little bit to find this uh community update i think they're a little sneaky right now because if you notice here if you happen to be watching you'll see that i'm pulling that i have on the screen the uh community update in their web on their website it says that this was published june 13 2018 but then that it that it got updated on november 9th uh 2020. It's not easily found, however, the system is already doing what this says so the big thing that I think uh, well not just not just one big thing there are several things that people are are upset about but one of the things that is new is for newly listed items so well actually you know what let me just back up because I'm talking about thread up like as if um, everyone knows what the heck I'm talking about so if let's say that you happen to have somewhat designer, some, I'm going to say designer and big box store designer, that's probably the best way to put it. So there's like two levels. There's like a big box store designer and we're talking Target, um, Target really, I don't really, I would not even send in Walmart stuff because that's not really a designer or like Kohl's. That's I've had things from Kohl's that I've sent in. Um, those type of stores are like on a lower scale. But then you have the higher end designers like the Gucci things, you know, things like that, things that I'm not paying for retail. Those type of items you ship in t- uh, to up. They go through their process of going through the bag that you ship in. They check it to, to make sure there's no um, defects with it, um, and then they decide, you know, how much each item it how much each item is going to be valued at. Now, there is a possibility that when you ship things in, that if it's not something that they feel is going to sell. You're not going to act. You're not going to get any money for it at all. What will happen is they are just going to take it, and that really be it. <laughs> they are going to. They will take the item, and you will not get anything for that item at all. That's just that's the way it is. Uh, right now, if you send in. Uh, men's items, um, I believe you don't get anything for it at right now, unless like it's a, a, des- uh, a, a looked after designer, like that's if I'm right. Um, I've read some with wear like that. And I'm also hearing that from other resellers that when it comes to the men's items, just don't even entertain it. That's what I'm hearing. So all right, so I'm gonna go back here to the Fed up, to, I said to the Fed up, to the uh, thread up page. So the reclaim fee, this is wow. All right, so for newly listed items, if you increase an item's original listing price by more than 50%, now keep in mind they list these items for what they want to list it for. Not for what you want to list it for. So you have to go in and manually change that. And if you change the listing price for more than 50% and you decide that you want to reclaim that item, they're going to put a $5.99 per item fee to have it returned back to you. So you're going to have to pay $6 to get it returned back to you. Basically, if you don't like the amount that they put on it. Um, They added here that we've heard your feedback and know how important it is for you to control pricing. With this policy change, we're protecting that ability while also ensuring our marketplace is balanced for all our thrifters. When an item's price is increased by more than 50% over what we recommend, the chances of it selling within its consignment period is greatly reduced. Reclaiming items is also costly, as we incur additional shipping charges and utilize operational resources for processing items. This change applies to any kits sent back to ThreadUp starting today, 11-9, and does not apply to kits that we have already received or currently in transit. That I'm not mad at at their at them adding on a fee for it to be reclaimed. The only thing that I feel that is a little suspect is the fact that they put 11-9. That's the, that's the same day they sent out the email. I feel they should have put a grace period and that may, it may have come over easier. Um, being that it is the holiday season, it probably would have been a better look for them to have wait till January to do that because then it's a new year, this lets people. This will let people get things out of there, out of their marketplace and they can get it out, maybe sell it and get their money for it um, closer, closer to the holiday, but it will also give space for people that are fine with leaving it there, but it's not my business. <laughs> so the other thing that I think people are really upset about is the reclaim window so with the reclaim window sellers can reclaim their items only during the last seven days of their consignment window while this is not technically a change to our seller terms we know you are a you're used to being able to reclaim anytime after the first seven listing days we understand that this seller perk has been used in the past to support cross-listing on other platforms however our clean-out service is not intended for that purpose. When we invest in processing costs, yada, 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 it's important for us to give the items a fair chance to sell. Okay, so what this is about, if you have an item that was on um, on ThreadUp and you decide that you want to put it on another platform because you're trying to sell it, you know, maybe like Poshmark or another, or another place, you want to sell it. And if it sells quicker on another platform, then you go through your process and you would reclaim it. Well, now um they are trying to basically keep you from doing that. That's basically it. Basically, if it's going to be on their platform, they want it to stay on their platform. So I'm not terribly upset with how um how they're doing this. I really don't think Thread Up was meant to be a place for resellers. I think the other thing that that was not helpful was the coronavirus because you have people sitting at home, they're not working and they're seeing a pile of clothes in their closet and they're going, let me try that thread up thing because I could use some money right now. Let me go do that. And unfortunately, they're not the only ones doing that. And then we also have the resellers who are sending in, you know, 30 pound bags to them. Now, the other thing that they are changing uh, is if you are used to sending in and paying for expedited service, which right now is kind of a joke. um, You can only do that two times a month. So that's. That's one of the one of the drawbacks um, So that's what's going on with a uh, thread up. Like I said, for me, it doesn't really affect me because it's not a platform that I'm on like that. Um, that was more for in my case of if I got things that were part of a liquidation, then I would, That that's a place that I would send it. I If you uh, know me well, you actually know that I don't like dealing with women's clothing. That's actually a pet peeve of mine. You, that probably doesn't make any sense, but I have my reasons. Uh, part of my reasons are because I, as a woman, I know women and I know how we think and I know how we are. And the time that I would normally have to deal with, with uh, female clothing. Uh, it's not worth it for me, unless it's something that's going to really pay, pay out. So if I don't specifically source women's clothing, however, I love selling uh, men's clothing. Men are, men are just easier when it comes to these type of things. In my opinion, Uh, From my opinion, from my experiences, if a man wants a pink shirt or wants a red shirt, he goes online, he goes, oh, red shirt. That's what I'm looking for. Is it my size? Looks like my size. Yeah, they say it's my size. They buy it. They receive it. I don't hear anything else about it. I've had many cases when it comes to female clothing. They want a red dress they get the red dress, they say things like, I didn't realize it was this red, or it's more of a pink, reddish, orange color. It's It looks different in the light at home versus the light inside. And I'm not making these things up. These are actual comments that I've had to deal with uh, dealing with women's clothing, which completely is the reason that put me against it of saying, you know what? I am not dealing with it. So that's just what's going on with that for me. So that's it for the fed up with thread up segment of the show. (laughs) I just, I, I get a little kick when I say that the whole fed up with uh thread up. Because people were really, 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 really upset about it. So so we're going to move on. And we're going to move on just to talk about eBay managed payments. So eBay managed payments, um, if you sell on eBay, I'm sure you've heard about it. I'm sure you've gotten a of emails about it. Uh, giving you dates that you need to be migrated over. Um, I believe in my household, we have four eBay accounts, if I'm right. Uh, I think three are on managed payments by now. I don't know. I'm looking at my husband, but he's paying me no mind. You have one? Okay. So actually, have two eBay accounts that are on managed payments right now. Um <sighs> Well, I kind of look at managed payments as any other credit card processing company. Although I've gotten my money much faster with Square. <laughs> um, way faster with Square than when dealing with this, uh, when dealing with the managed payments. Um, actually in Square, I could sell something today Wake up in the morning and the money's in. And that's that's how quickly it's been um, in my past. So dealing with managed payments, I have I have mine. I believe I don't know. Is it weekly or no? Uh, do you have the other account set up for weekly or month or every day? OK, same thing. Yeah. I'm asking my husband because we each of us managed a different account. We have different categories and different things that that we sell on different accounts. So uh, the accounts that we have, ma- they are set up for being paid every day. So every day that there's an available balance that they will ship out, we are getting a direct deposit. The best thing about this, and I'm gonna start with the best thing so, so that we can hear something positive. No PayPal fees. Think about it. Uh, When you sell something, you tend, especially on eBay, you have your eBay fees and then you have your PayPal fees. Uh, Real quick, before I came on here, I was looking, really uh, trying to get a gauge of what the PayPal fees were, or what I should say the PayPal fees are on one of our eBay accounts. This year alone, we've paid close to $10,000 in eBay fees. I'm sorry, not eBay fees, in PayPal fees. That's a lot of money. And that's just f- from them being the processor. The only thing PayPal did for me was pull the money from the other person's account, sit in their account, and then I either kept it there at PayPal or sent it to the bank. So if I could get that $10,000 back, I can reinvest that in my business. So when you start to look at it that way, it might make you feel just a little bit better with dealing with managed payments. I understand not everyone is a fan. I, I, too, am not happy with their whole setup. I believe the way that they are going through the whole management process of it, they've could have done better, in my opinion. The process of getting registered, as if you are watching live or watching the video, you'll see that on their website they have this whole step-by-step process of how things are done, and then how you're able to um, get paid. You know, it's real simple. Add your checking account. You do your bank login. Select when you want to get paid, that whole thing. The problem is, if you happen to have a bank account that's at one of the nationally recognized um, banks, your bank login works. If you happen to not have an account at a... Nationally recognized bank, then your login doesn't work and you have to go through a whole nother process, uh, to, to get that done. Uh, I believe my husband, let me see, on your when you did the other bank, did they even have a login that I did, but my bank was, your bank didn't, yeah, it didn't work because well, of I business, well. right? That's right. So um on one of the eBay accounts that we were trying to set up, um, the the financial my husband's financial institution that he deals with on that one, they have a separate profile for personal accounts and business accounts. and honestly you don't know which one they were using for eBay. So uh, that was a whole thing so. What was what did you end up having to do? Did you there was a separate verification? There's a whole nother process, manually enter everything in. Okay, so it wasn't simple, yeah, yeah, as as, it wasn't like quick. A third party verification. Okay, so as my husband was saying, he was still able to um, put the information in for the financial institution, but it wasn't as simple as just logging into your bank account, click here, click there, and boom. Um, so I believe at one point, didn't they ask you to verify your verify information? Well, after I finally got the bank account verified, then they had issues with my ID because of the social security number wasn't matching what they had on record. And okay. They were pulling from some third party. Okay. So, so, so you still went through an extra verification process and all that extra stuff. Yeah, so, I just send it yeah, ID and yeah, I send it. yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, that part, I think they, that whole part with, um, managed payments and getting set up, in my opinion, I think they should have, um, gotten that set up just a little bit better. Um, that, that's the part that was another part. And the other thing is having to deal with the, when, with your listings, they want, there are certain things that they, you need to make sure that you have on your listings. Um, certain, basically, you know, when you're, when you go to eBay and you set up a listing, um, you You understand there's certain sections that you can kind of bypass. Now you kind of, you can't bypass certain sections. Um, You kind of need to have an answer for those sections. Uh, The other thing um, with, with this, if you are shipping now, we happen to not ship through eBay, but because I knew I was doing this, I wanted to check to see how this worked. So, let's just do a little quick segue. ShipStation. Selling on eBay gives you a direct access to 170 million active users in nearly 200 countries, many of whom buy online exclusively from eBay. There's simply no better way to expand your sales to new markets, extend your selling season, and move excess inventory than with eBay. ShipStation started with eBay, and they couldn't have been more happier to support your success on their awesome platform. Click the link in my description box to receive a special discount from ShipStation. So, ShipStation is a third-party website that you do all your shipments in. What is nice about ShipStation is it integrates with all the platforms, so you're not going on each individual platform and doing your shipping. So at first, because of that, we didn't have experience with how this works with shipping on eBay. So what we did specifically was we decided to see how this works after you get managed payments. So when you do shipping through eBay, you set up basically your PayPal account to pay for your shipping. So I wanted to see if there would be a different option because now there's managed payments. There wasn't. So you have to have money in your eBay account to pay for the shipment for the item you just sold. That's not going to hit your bank account for probably three to five days. I'll say it again. You'll need to have money in your PayPal account to pay for the shipping for the item that just sold on eBay. And you're not gonna receive money from the item that you just sold on eBay for three to five days. My suggestion is to use a third-party site such as ShipStation. ShipStation integrates with every platform. I don't know a platform that it doesn't integrate with at the moment. Uh, If for some reason it doesn't, you just send them an inquiry and say, Hey, when you guys going to get integrated with this? Uh, We happen to sell on multiple, multiple platforms. We sell on Bonanza. We sell on eBay. We sell on Amazon, Macari, if I'm saying it right, Poshmark. And I'm forgetting probably like two more True true gather. So those are all places that we sell. Oh, And we sell through Facebook. So those are several different platforms and several different streams of of income that we have coming in, and it all feeds in the ship station. So you don't have to go into each separate platform to do your shipping. If you're selling one or two items every now and again, you may not realize how much time you can save just by going to one place, do all your shipping all at one time. And you don't have to pull up all those all those other platforms. So, going back to eBay, manage payments and dealing with shipping. My suggestion is to have your sh- have your shipping done through an outside source, such as ShipStation, uh, Pirate Ship, and then you can have your card, your payment for your uh, shipping, attached to maybe your. Uh, your your business account uh, the other thing that i have not checked and i asked people to send questions uh, about this i got one question from someone saying are they able to set up managed payments to go to their paypal account by using the direct deposit information for paypal i have no idea try it that's exactly what I said to the person when they sent me the email. I said I'm not going to make you wait to hear that to hear that answer. Uh, that is a possibility. I don't know if that will work. I don't see why it wouldn't. But that's just my suggestion. Uh, if try it, but also keep in mind the same way that it took takes about three to five days to hit the bank account uh, for the item that you sold. It's probably going to do the same thing with PayPal. So keep all of that in mind. Um, I, I don't use PayPal for much more than just a clearinghouse. Uh, what needs to sit there sits there uh, to pay for certain things. Um, but uh, the one thing that I'm not going to do is have PayPal in control of my money. That's just me. So I am into this a little actually we're doing pretty good on time i figured this first resale queen chronicles was going to be close to an hour i am going to try to keep these under 35 minutes but because i gave a little bit introduction about me what a little bit about my background i figured this might be close to an hour so if you have to click off and watch it later, I understand we're all busy. We all have lives. So, One of the segments that I would like to show on, on here, just to kind of lighten things up, is what I want to call are the reseller funnies. So this a segment is where I'm going to show or bring bring on the screen uh, or talk about like a funny meme or uh, that deals with being a reseller. So just scrolling through Instagram, <laughs> I saw this one and it's uh, a picture of a guy in front of a computer uh, with his mug of coffee and it says, yay, you have a new offer. And then on the next screen, it shows $4. And it's just a grin of really, that's what, that's really what my new offer was. And how many times when we are uh, into um, (laughs) our reseller journey that we end up with, I'm gonna call it, for lack of a better term, a BS offer where you have something selling for, $55 $55 and someone has the nerve to offer you 10. And yeah. To me, I rather not even respond. The one thing that I do love about eBay that I wish other platforms would have is the ability to say, this is how much I want, and this is when you decline. I love that feature. That feature feature keeps keeps the eye rolls from happening. Um, I'm learning that with other platforms, that's how they do it, but they want you to negotiate. I believe most of these platforms, if they put something in the same way that eBay does, where you can say, I will accept this amount and I will decline this amount and it does it for you automatically. I think that is just such the greatest, greatest, greatest thing. Uh, That's what I like to do. That's, that's me. So, so on to a couple other things. So I know that you guys heard me earlier talk about one. What else am I doing? What, what else do I have going on? So other than this, we do have some, we have a cleaning business. Uh, we, uh, We were we're trying to do more commercial. Uh, We were doing maid service as well as property preservation. That is a lot of work. Uh, It's a lot of management, as well as we are stepping into the financial world for the next couple months. And we are owners of a virtual online. Tax Preparation Service. So you may say, what in the heck are you talking about, Tiffany? What is that? So I am talking about a website that is ttracy.onestoptaxes.com. The link is in the description. There you could get a quote from me or my team on how much your taxes may cost and approximately how much your refund will be. If you're like, you know, Tiffany, I didn't know you guys do that. And I kind of want to be a part of that. And I want, I kind of want to um to, to earn maybe just a little bit of money. I'm gonna tell you, go right to that same website and click on store enrollment. Or you can always feel free to uh, email me at uh tiffany.tracy at onestoptaxes.com. Uh, you can send me a note any other way if you want to send it to resale queen uh- info at com. That's fine. Other people, I think also know my old Gmail address, which is resellqueen 19320 at gmail.com. If you would like to learn just a little bit more, you can always go to dot uh, com, and you can learn just a little bit more about One Stop Taxes and what they offer. Uh, the, I will be working on that this coming tax season. So If you are looking to have your taxes prepared, we'll have that done by my team. And if you, and if you're like you know what, Tiffany, that sounds good. I don't know if I want to go as far as to actually uh, prepare people's taxes. I am also offering twenty five dollar referrals. And if you send a person to me, or to my send a person to my send a person to me, that finishes their tax return with us, I will send you $25 once it's all completed. Hey, free money. And all you had to do was say, hey, there's this girl online that she does taxes. Not hard at all. So that is ttracy.onestoptaxes.com. All right, guys. So I hope you liked this first edition of the Resell Clean Chronicles. On YouTube, you will be able to watch this live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. We are going to talk about what's going on that week during uh, in reseller news. What's the what's the hacks of what's going on and what all of the turmoil that people are talking about, Uh, along with uh, probably after the new year, we are going to have. Um, some guests. I want to have not just talking about just reseller and uh, business reselling and at not just excuse me not just talking about reselling all the time, but we're going to help you with uh, maintaining your business. So I have uh, guests lined up that will help you with business credit, help you with personal credit, tell you the things that you need to do. I have I have a lot of people that do with finance that I am in touch with. Um, also have a person to help with insurance to understand the insurances that you may need uh, when you're running a business which is something that a lot of people don't don't think about we're going to have someone to talk to you guys about uh, business creation so that you can understand the type of entity that you need to have uh, I'm gonna try and get a trademark specialist on here uh, because when you start in the reseller game you may decide to do something make something and You need to protect your smarts. So uh, we are getting a lot of things lined up as well as I'm going to, I have extended offers to some known resellers that are doing some niche things. So we are going to be having many, many different guests and talking about many different subjects. So, I hope you guys enjoyed the first installment of Resell Queen Chronicles. If you liked watching, please put a thumbs up, and please subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. If you happen to be listening, you can uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, just by going to YouTube.com/ResellQueen. That's it. And hit that notification bell, so that way you always know when I upload. If you prefer to just listen to me uh, through the podcast networks, just follow me. And then you'll be updated when i when I upload a new podcast. And it should be weekly uh, as most of these podcast services work. I'm gonna try and do it on Fridays or Saturdays so that you will always have a schedule for when I upload. Uh, but if you would like to see see these live or listen to them live, YouTube is gonna be the place to be at 9 p.m. on Thursday nights. Well, I hope you guys had a great time. I know I sure did. Feel free again to uh visit the Resale Queen merch store right here. As you see, I love, love, love this mug. It's very sturdy. I wash it all the time and my insignia has not come off. So Mm. it's been real guys. Thank you. Have a good one.